Relative Dimension presents The Forsaken Frontier, an actual play podcast using Deadlands 20th Anniversary Edition by Pinnacle Entertainment Group. So draw... Oh, let me shuffle. What were we doing last? Now I have forgotten. We uh, ended we had... on a prairie tick queen hunt. Somebody had brought some dynamite to blow up a nest. Yes. Okay. That I remember. And Sunny and Elle rode back to town together. Yes. All right. So draw your chips. Uh, it it's three, three right? Yes. Three. Uh, well, he has Luck of the Irish. If you have Luck of the Irish, you get one more, but it needs to be separate. I got two whites and a red. Mm, two whites and a blue. Fancy. Well, if I had a white and a red and a blue left over, well, I, I actually have no idea what I The layer, so the first three would have been what you had left over, I believe. Oh, well, then two reds and a white. And I get my three chips, a red and two whites. So when we had ended, it was uh, September, I want to say the 20th or the 21st, something like that. So it's a few days have passed. Uh, getting back to town, you guys realize that um, Sunny and LP went to Billings to pick up more castor oil. In the few days since the dynamite... Uh, blowing up the nest. There have been some more prairie tick attacks, but they are very infrequent to the point that they are they are very hard to track. So people are being encouraged to keep an eye out for them, uh, protect themselves when you're traveling, stuff like that. And if anybody does see a nest or a source of multiples to alert somebody so that it can be investigated. Uh, so towards the end of September, Evan, you are not working tonight. Uh, we'll say it is Thursday, the 26th of September. And Evan, you are sitting at the Cowtown Hotel and Saloon, and there are four other people at your table. And a poker game is going on. Yay, poker. Okay, cool. Sitting at this table with you, to your uh, right... Actually, let's go this way here. Give me a gambling roll. This game has been going on for a little while. Okay. Uh, gambling. Hold on. Oh, there it is. Uh, nine. Okay. So it has passed um, discards and draws. You were just dealt three more cards. Let's say you got rid of three. And looking at your cards, you have a queen high straight flush in hearts. Oh. Oh. That's a fancy hand. The pot is currently up to... uh, Everybody is in $500. Uh, So in the pot right now is about... What's that? $2,500? This was a very high-stakes game. I I, I see that. To your right... uh, Sorry. There is another round of betting. So how much would you like to bet? Uh, oh, what would be the normal for this? My brain isn't working. You have a very high hand, so whatever, whatever you like. 
Yeah, but I don't want them folding. Um, maybe another hundred. Another hundred? Okay. To your right, Templeton Lowell, who is the head of the Lowell Cattle Company. He seems to think for a minute, and then he slides over a hundred dollars. To his right, Doc Ross sees the bet, um, considers again scratching his his chin as he considers his cards and tries to get a read of the table, and he slides a hundred dollars over. To Doc Ross's right is Sheriff Amanda Dale, who folds quietly and kind of uh, you know sits back a little bit to observe the table. To her right. And to your immediate left is Henry Thorpe, who is the owner of the hotel and saloon. And he uh, slides over $100. I call. And with that, he, uh, Thorpe, lays down a full house. Doc Ross curses, um, kind of throws down his card, and he has a low straight. Mr. Lowell, uh, he kind of grins. And he lays down four kings. And reading the the cards, you have them all beat. No. Oh. Do you lay down your hand? I will, I will look at them and it's like, ah, gentlemen. Good, good hands. Sadly, not good enough. Put down my hand. Okay. So you put down your hand, kind of flashing a grin at everybody, and reach forward to scoop up your pots. And Mr. Lowell puts his hand on your wrist. Uh, sorry, son, but that's a losing hand. Uh, excuse me, sir? Give me a perception check. Or cognition, sorry. sorry. Cognition, right? I was like, wait, perception? 27. All right, so you, uh, you know, glancing at everybody's faces, they seem very genuine in the fact that your hand doesn't beat them. So looking down real quick, you see that you do not have your straight flush on the table. Instead, you see... Uh, an ace of spades, an ace of clubs, an eight of spades, an eight of clubs, and a jack of diamonds, which um, you kind of get this sense of dread as you hear two bootsteps behind you, and you hear the hammer of a pistol cocking. Stephen Black, I have something for you. At which point you feel something small and hard pressed against the back of your head. Oh, this didn't turn out good. Some loser. Uh, does it feel like? It feels like a pistol barrel. And uh, uh, slowly. And, uh, okay, that echo is. Go ahead. Slowly, you kind of uh, turn slightly and look over your shoulder, and you see a redheaded man with a bushy mustache, um, a hat. You recognize him as a gentleman that was looking for you a few days ago or a week ago? No. Going by the name of George Grant. And then as the gunshot goes off, you kind of uh, bolt awake. Darn it, dream sequences. And there is a... um, Go ahead. Do you remember the hand you were playing? Uh, The original one? Not either. Uh, It was the... uh, Queen High Heart Flush, I believe, was the straight flush. Um, and then the other one was what, uh, Jack. Of, uh, I mean, not a. Uh, yeah, a Jack and a, I think two eights. And two, Aces and eights uh, in eights black. black. 
It's a dead man's yeah. hand. Yeah, yeah, I figured. There is a knocking on your door. Who is it? Oh, you're at the boarding house, aren't you? It's Holly. I uh, cracked the door. <laughs> yeah. uh, she is there. She has a tray with a bowl of, looks like porridge, perhaps. You didn't come down, and Sheriff Dale was in uh, not too long ago. She said to wake you up and bring you this. Uh, oh, um, okay. I will uh, take it from her. She, uh, she gives tell it to her you. I'll be gives down in a little bit. Oh, she left. Oh. But she says you're to go into the office as soon as you can. All right. So I'll quickly eat and then get dressed and head. Okay. Okay. What what time of day would it be? It is morning. Huh. A little a late. little. So I overslept is what you're telling me. Yes. Okay. I will hurry and get my stuff ready and get in there. Has Jalen been uh, able to stay uh, employed without jobs during this whole time? Or is he a little harder on his lock or what? For that, I'm going to draw a card. We'll say if it is a 10 or higher, he's managed to keep some odd jobs. It's a 10. Okay. So just enough to get by. And we're headed into winter? Yes. All right. So you, I assume, eat, get dressed, and go report to the sheriff's office. Uh, Yes. Jalen, let's see. Right now, you are uh, on this morning... Loading stuff for the Overland Freight Company, which is on the uh, southeast side of town, next to the dentist office. There is a stagecoach that has arrived. Sorry, a wagon, not a stagecoach. A wagon, and it seems to have a lot of uh, dry goods and other staples, but no castor oil yet. Uh, currently, they are loading it uh, into the office so that they can then distribute it to who has ordered all the stuff. And so that's what you are doing on this day. And Father James, what is Father James doing on this Thursday morning? Oh, for the most part, I am, uh, well, it's just a Thursday morning. I would have been able to move into the house by now. Oh, yeah. Uh, for the most part, I would actually be probably... Uh, get up at sunrise and head down to the church and start doing a sweeping of the church and, uh, you know, making sure everything's still in order. Okay. If it's later on in the morning, not like 6 a.m. or anything like that, I'd probably go over to the uh, boarding house or the saloon to get breakfast. Uh, yeah, after the freight is loaded in, um, they are finished. Eugene Carter is the owner of the Overland Freight Company, and he uh, pays, uh, walks up to Jalen. I want to thank you, son. And he hands you a dollar. uh, Glad to help out. Um, Any deliveries need to be uh, taken care of on my way out? Not yet. We need to go through the orders and see who uh, separated all out so far, but maybe this afternoon come back? Sure thing. And that's what they go through. They just go through to start going through the manifests and separating the orders. Is anybody in town, any of the citizenry, um, uh, struggling as winter approaches? Um, Because I know that times like this is a good time to do repairs and replace windows and 
uh, you know, stock up on goods and make sure you have stuff and firewood and stuff. Um, Jalen would be kind of keeping an eye out for people that are in a bad way, like widows or things like that. Okay. Uh, you do notice at this point, um, Deputy Stone kind of hurrying down the street from the boarding house towards the sheriff's office. Make note of it, but law business. Okay, all three of you, give me cognition checks. Listening or normal? Uh, Sight-based. Let's see, for Jalen, your TN is going to be five. For the Preacher and Deputy Black, your TN's going to be a seven. Actually, I think mine's a nine since I get a minus two due to my uh, uh, bad eye. So you can spend chips if you would like. I'll be perfectly honest. I'm really not paying that much attention. So I was just heading back to the... uh, I was heading to the saloon for breakfast. Yep. You're heading to the saloon for breakfast just as uh, Deputy Black is kind of walking past you. And it looks like Deputy Black, you're the only one that notices this. To your right, um, kind of standing... In the the middle of the street, looking um, kind of slumped over. Oh, no, slumped over is the wrong word. Standing up, but with that posture of of uh, what is the word I am looking for? Futility is a woman. She seems to be uh, dressed in billowing white. Uh, with a few red smears, and she just kind of seems to be turning uh, slowly in circles, looking aimlessly. Hmm. I will slow down and uh, approach her. Ma'am, is everything okay? She doesn't seem to notice your approach. She's just muttering, My... My, 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 my. Uh, you said there's, like, red smears. Does it look like blood? Yeah, could be. Not many of them, just a, a few. Um, you see, now that you are closer, a, like, a spray pattern on one side, and then where it looks like that might have been wiped off, um, like, you know, somebody may have felt something and kind of reached down to brush it off and then realize what it was and wipes their hands on other places. Huh. Uh, I will uh, get closer to her. Does she have any reaction to me as I... Not yet. She does kind of turn and almost looks through you as she um, stares past you and keeps muttering to herself. All right. Well, I'm not going to touch her because this might freak her out. Um, ma'am. Um, I, I'm Deputy Stone. Can Can you walk? Can you walk with me to the sheriff's office? My, my, my. I suppose not. She doesn't seem to acknowledge you. Uh, I look around. Is there anybody else around? Not here. This is um down the road a bit, so it's past the um edge the buildings on the edge of the street there so it's past the school probably a good 20 yards past the school mm, how far away is the sheriff's office um 
sheriff's office is down the road and around the corner. Oh, darn it. Okay. Probably 150, 200 yards away. Does she look hurt or injured? She doesn't seem to be. Okay. Then I will walk away, but trying to kind of keeping an eye on her to see if she moves while I walk away. Not immediately. Hmm. I have this bad feeling that if I take her out of my sight, she's going to vanish on me. But a bad feeling if I grab her, she's going to like scream at the top of her lungs or something. <sighs> All right. Uh, we'll do this the hard way. All right. I'll approach her again. And I will just lightly put my hand on her hand and see what her reaction is. As soon as you put your hand on her hand, she jumps, startled, and looks at you. At you this time and not through you. Ma'am, I'm uh, I'm Deputy Stone. Do you need help? Michael. Michael. It got got Michael. It. It. What? 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 It. Uh, Give me a scrutinize. Neat. Her eyes seem haunted. Her face, uh, her expression looks frightened, uh, beyond frightened, almost terrified. And she seems to struggle with, uh, you know, her, her mouth moves and, and it, it was, it, it got Michael. All right. Who, who's Michael? Your, your husband? She uh, stops and takes a, a slow deep breath my baby Ew. okay um can you walk with me and we'll go to the sheriff's and we'll we'll tell her everything and we'll 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 see if we can't find michael she um with your hand still there she kind of brings the other hand on and grabs onto yours tightly almost like she's afraid that if she lets go you might disappear <sighs> All right, come on. No, just uh, just walk with me, okay? She she follows you, and I'll lead her to the uh, uh, I'll lead her over to the sheriff's office. Okay. Where was Jalen heading to after he uh, finished off at the Overland Freight Company? Uh, probably hop into the boarding house for a quick cleanup with a you know, a bowl of water and and a, and a washcloth, and then uh, probably head to lunch. Okay. Jalen tends to eat a lot, although he doesn't need fancy. Um, I would say as he's walking up the street, because he's not in any particular hurry, um, he wouldn't have really noticed Deputy walking down the street. But as you're turning the corner, heading towards the boarding house, you see uh, this interaction. You know, from here, it's probably 100 yards, uh, yeah, over 100 yards down the road. Uh, you see the deputy holding on to the hand of a, a lady in white, starting to bring her back. Okay, is there anything look like there's the matter? I mean, does um, anybody need my help with anything? Or does she look like she's uh, could use some assistance? Uh, the deputy already has her in hand. I, yeah, I'm she's sort of walking slowly. She seems to be uh, cognizant. Um, you do notice... Uh, a slight bit of pink on her clothing, but other than that, you just notice it. Okay. And walking past the saloon, however, that is a better chance since it's closer. No. Preacher James, you 
you may, Father James may give me a cognition roll. Besides the minus two for your bad eyes, it's another minus two. All right. You don't notice anything out of the ordinary as they go by. Uh, however, inside, you see um, probably the normal breakfast crowd that are here at this time of day. A few people are already drinking, but most of them are not. They're sitting around at tables, having a meal, talking about uh, latest cattle drive, going down, uh, gossip, discussing the hanging, and that, you know, it's still odd they haven't found anybody, they haven't found a, a lead on who was responsible for it. And in the time, it's been about 10 days now, there's been nothing else. Nobody else has been hung, hanged, or attacked or anything like that. Just the prairie ticks that occasionally happen. But you also see inside a gentleman kind of sitting on his own with a worn hat, a bushy red mustache, red hair, and... Um, while you're eating your breakfast, the post... Does he have a name? Um, a youngish woman walks in, uh, kind of does a look around, and then, uh, is Grant here? Grant? And the gentleman kind of looks up. I am Miss Grant. I am Mr. Grant, ma'am. Oh, telegraph. And she walks over and hands it to him. And then she leaves. And this one is obvious. You don't have to roll for this one. Coming down from the northeast into town is a stagecoach. Isn't that the daily stagecoach? Not exactly daily, but yeah. Well, it's not outside of the norm of it showing up around this time. No. It is not in the right direction from Billings, though. Billings, it would be coming in from the northwest. This is coming in from the uh, eastern side of Montana, out towards Sioux country. So it may have been coming from a stop just outside of the border. And it pulls up to the uh, stagecoach office. And uh, you lose sight of it as it turns and parks by the office. Did it have any passengers? Uh, you are at the boarding house. You Yes, it does have passengers. You can see it out the window. There are, uh, besides the driver and a uh, shotgun on the bench up top, four people get out. Three of them are male. One is female. And they start to unload a few trunks and stuff from the back as well. Okay. Well, make note of them, but, I, you know, head to, head to lunch and, and you know. If I have to, tip my hat, but I'm like not going to intrude. Okay. Yeah, they're in the other direction down the street slightly from the hotel for lunch. Unless you're going to have lunch in the boarding house downstairs, in which case you don't have to leave. Um, I probably will grab something from the boarding house, but I'll probably go pick up a pie and drop it by some, I don't know, uh, a widow or uh, some lady that, that uh, you know, could use a, a little extra calories. Okay. All right. Steven, as you walk into the sheriff's office, uh, Sheriff Dale, well, it's about time you... And then she notices your passenger. Frida? I, Frida? 
I found her uh, wandering around in a bit of a disorientation. She said that something has Michael. Uh, she gets concerned real quick and stands up and, and walks over. Uh, Frida, what happened to Michael? It, it, it got Michael. It came, it came in the window. What did? It, and then she starts to cry. Uh, not cry, cry, but, you know, tears start to come down and she seems to struggle trying to, to speak and just kind of stops. And All right, all right. Sit down, sit down. And she kind of leads her to her chair and sets her down. Was it one of the prairie ticks? Uh, she seems to be silently sobbing. Her shoulders are kind of mm-hmm. shaking. Where, where is Michael? It, it, it took him. It got him. Uh, Sheriff looks at you. That doesn't mm. sound like a prairie tick. No. Um. Does she? Where does she live? Maybe I'll check out her. Uh. Or is she in the? T- out past the school. Um, on the edge of the tents, there's a small cabin. She is in one of those. Um, she described, you know. She'll give me a description of where it's at. All right, I'll go check out that, see what I find. Maybe you can get more out of her while I'm gone. I think right now she needs a, maybe a meal and just to sit down for a few minutes. Are you armed just in case? <laughs> yes, I if I come into work, I'm arm myself. She nods. All right. And she uh, picks Frida up and starts to carry her next door. Now, are you walking or do you have a horse? Uh, I think I mentioned I was going to get a horse uh, somewhere in between there. So I probably have by now. It's not like you can't afford a horse. All right. Uh, in the hotel, uh, James, you notice Sheriff walk in leading a woman. Um, she walks her over to a table that's not too far from a potbelly stove that happens to have some wood burning in it, so it's a little warmer there. All right, sit down here, ma'am. I'll be right back. And then she turns, and the woman grabs the sheriff's wrist, so instead she kind of just calls out, Henry, uh, I need something over here for free to eat. Something got her boy. And the bartender immediately goes over and starts scooping something into a bowl and and the sheriff just kind of sits there and, and you know whispers to her and doesn't really push her at anything until you know the bowl is set in front of her all right eat something ma'am we'll, we'll find out what happened at which point mr grant walks over he takes off his hat ma'am sheriff uh do you need assistance with anything and the sheriff looks up not at the moment. Uh, deputy's going to check her house. Um, right now we just need to see if we can calm her down and get something in her. And he kind of nods and walks over to the bar. Alright, Jalen. The boarding house does have some meat pies and things like that. You can, Or even some sweet pies, too. If you want to spend your dollar, you can get quite a few. Uh, just two. And, and you know, I probably... Having said hi to everybody in town over the past, you know, since I've been here, um, I, you know, someone who who could use pie and could use checking up on, make sure they're uh, still in in good state. All right, give me a cognition roll. Wow, fourteen. You you know you're kind of standing there just outside of the boarding house, trying to figure out where you want to go because there's a few people in town that probably could use it. 
when you hear a uh, horses, several horses, moving at a fast pace, coming from down the road uh, in the same direction that um, the stagecoach came from. They seem to be moving pretty quick. And crossing the street, not quite paying attention, coming from the bank is... Uh, a woman you know as Miss Jennings. She is the school teacher. She seems to be uh, walking in the middle of the street, not quite paying attention, and those horses do not seem like they are slowing down. I go and yell her name and start running toward her. Um, if uh, she doesn't move before I get to her, uh, uh, toss the pies <laughs> and, and grab her and pull her out of the way. Okay. In that case, give me a deftness, I think. Yes, deftness. No, nimbleness. I knew I was the wrong one. You got a name. Okay. She looks up as you call her name. Um, she stops. She doesn't seem to move out of the way, and she you know, glances over a bit too late. But you manage to uh, run over, kind of, and pull her back towards the bank, out of the way of the horses. And they continue, uh, as they cross the intersection, they start to slow down. Or, sorry, as they get to the intersection, uh, they start to slow down a little bit. And um, take the turn and continue up the road a little bit. Now they're not moving quite as fast, but they're still moving steadily. And somebody I shouted recognize something. Them? I mean, are they workers that I would recognize or ranchers from nearby ranches or something like that? For recognition, give me a cognition roll. The TN on this will be a 9. No, don't recognize it. Uh, you okay, uh, Miss Kelly? Miss Kelly, you okay? Jennings. Oh, I thought you said Kelly, sorry. Miss Jennings? Jennings, you okay? Yeah. Well... She kind of looks after the the stagecoach as it's uh, going up the road, and it parks at... Make sure I have the right house here. Sorry, it took a left, not a right, and goes down the road uh, to the southeast. Yeah, I'm I'm okay. What? Who? And it slows down as it stops over by Lowell's house. And now that it's stopped, um, several people get out. And it's a bit easier to tell now that uh, every one of the people getting out of the stagecoach are Chinese. They are well-dressed. Two of them have rifles as they get out. Uh, One of them gets off the top of the coach first, and the second one gets out after everybody else is out. And they kind of stand to the side as the other three walk up to the house and out of sight. Okay. Uh, I... Jalen takes off his hat and says a brief prayer in memory of the the pies who gave their Thank lives you. so valiantly. I don't, <laughs> I don't think they would have stopped uh, for me. The, I pick up the tins. Oh, uh, no, no problem. Um, you, you okay? You, you seemed a bit distracted. No, I, I just wasn't expecting... Oh, your pies. Think nothing of it, ma'am. Here, shall I walk you across the street? Oh, please. She seems a little breathless, too, after all that. Uh, glancing back over her shoulder down the road to where the stagecoach is still stopped. How rude. Wow. Yes. Apparently. 
Um, I hope you'll be okay. I need to go get a couple more pies and return these tins. Oh, oh, let let me buy your your pies then. Oh no, wouldn't think of it. Not a problem, ma'am. They they weren't for me. Uh, she continues down down the street slowly towards the school. Actually, towards her house, which is across the street from the school, kind of behind the the hardware and the boarding house. All right, so and- a bunch of well-off Chinese are visiting uh, the head of the uh, Circle uh, Ranch, Circle L Ranch, right? No, the Lowell, Lowell Cattle Company, the biggest oh, cattle yeah, company. Okay. 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 Right. I resume my quest. All right, you get your pies. Uh, is Father James doing anything with this troubled woman? Uh, yeah. Uh, I will uh just sit with her and uh. Oh, let's see here. Sorry, her husband's missing. Is that correct? Are you asking? I, I figured somebody would have informed me of what was going on with. The sheriff is there, sitting next to her, uh, consoling her. Um, Mr. Grant walked up and offered assistance and then went to the bar. It's just you notice them in the corner while you're eating your breakfast. Okay, I'm sorry. I misunderstood. Uh, So, yeah, I will approach and uh, sort of gesture to the seat next to the sheriff and uh, the woman. Basically, I'm just trying to take my cue from the sheriff if I need to stay or... The sheriff doesn't notice you. Okay, uh, well then I'll just go ahead and take a seat and, uh, say hello. Good morning. Um, the woman kind of glances up briefly and then looks back down, um, not quite at the table, but just down in front of her. Uh, the sheriff is patting her hand, and when you say that, she kind of glances up. Oh, Father James, nice of you to show up. The, uh... Free to hear something happened to her boy. That sounds terrible. So, your your son, did did he, uh, I, I take it he did not just sneak out in the middle of the night, but something else has happened. Can you tell me anything about uh, The woman starts to sob again, and the sheriff kind of uh, leans over. She said something came in the window and took him. My deputy is investigating the house now to see what may have been left behind. I and see. She is muttering over herself. It, it took him. It, it took Michael. It took him. Okay. Well, uh, that doesn't sound like the uh, problem we have been dealing with the last few weeks. Um, so, so were you in the room when it happened, or did something? Did you hear something that made you come look in on Michael? She she looks up, opens her mouth. Her mouth starts to, to move like she's trying to say something. And then she closes her eyes and, uh, at this point, give me a cognition check. Uh, the bad eyes does not come into play here because it's not at a distant distance. Uh, now that you're looking at, and she's, you know, kind of looking up for, towards you and her hands are up, she has uh, a spray of blood on her... Not a very dense or heavy spray, but a light spray of blood on her right side. And some of those have been smeared down. And then there's a smear kind of trailing off to her other side. And 
she one of her hands is red slightly seems to have dried blood on it it came in the window i can tell uh i Sheriff, I think we need to send somebody to fetch the uh, the dentist, though I can uh, do a cursory examination. Uh, she appears to have some uh, blood on her. Is this yours, ma'am, or is this mine? At that point, she breaks down. She kind of, her, her head goes back, and a very loud wail of pain and loss, which I am going to save all of you and your ears from actually doing it? Um, I will uh, motion to uh, anybody who is nearby, uh, a gentleman or a child or anything like that, and tell them to go fetch the uh, fetch the doctor. Uh, a few people have gotten close. They're kind of standing a few yards away, but you know they're to assist if anybody's needed. And uh, Mr. Grant... I can do that, sir. Father. And he kind of hurries out. The sheriff kind of, you know, she's still patting her hand, trying to calm her down. She doesn't seem injured, just in shock. All right. Um, I will uh, open up my Bible and uh, look for some passages to uh, help give her some comfort. Uh Probably, uh, I don't know which chapter and verse it is, but it would be from uh, just after David and Goliath, King David, King Solomon type stuff. You start to read to her, and it cuts down the immediate wailing. Um, She still is suffering and crying, but not, you know, as bad. Mr. Black. Sorry, Mr. Stone. You find the house. All right. Um, I'll walk around the outside first, and uh, uh, before going inside, kind of see if I can, because uh, she's mentioned the windows. So I'll check some uh, around the windows, trying to make sure I don't walk over any prints or or tracks or anything like. That. All right. Give me a search roll. You. I'm gonna add to that. <laughs> Hold on. All right. So. I can use as many whites as I want until, um, but if I use a blue, I can't use whites or something, right? Correct. Okay. Once you spend a red or a blue chip, you can't use any more white chips. All right. So I will try. Let's see if I do better with this one. Your TN here is going to be an 11. Uh, Sorry, no. Seeing them is going to be a 7. A 7? So that okay. notice it. Yep, that'll do it. So you kind of do a, a slow perimeter around the house, and this window is facing away from the tents and away from the street, so it's kind of facing out into the open plains. And you do notice um, several large prints, almost like canine prints. Near like this a, door. Like this maybe door. a wolf? Yeah. Like or is it bigger? Should it? Okay. Maybe larger than a wolf, but definitely wolfish. Um, okay. They seem to be near this window. The window is open. It is a um, sliding... I don't know if it would be a sliding window or a hinged window. It would probably be a sliding, like an upward sliding one, okay. I suppose. So it is slid up. 
Um, not all the way, though. It, it's only opened about uh, maybe a foot of space between it and the sill. And uh, there is, next to this window uh, on the sill, there is a slight smear of blood. Hmm. And that's what you notice from out here. Okay. Uh, are there any, like, claw marks or anything on the window that I can tell or not? No. Okay. All right, so I will note that, and again, avoid uh, walking on the prints or anything. Uh, are they? Are the prints? Do they look like they're heading out and back out into the uh, into the um, field or the? Pl- that would take a tracking roll. Mm, yeah, that's fine. Uh, I, I'm not gonna. Oh wait, nope, never mind. I don't have tracking. Note, I need tracking. Okay, moving on then. <laughs> you can see the prints, but you don't know where they came from, where they're going, any direction right. like that. They're just kind of here. All right. So I will uh, slowly uh, walk into the house. The door is open, almost like somebody was too distraught to close it when they left. Uh, it is a small cabin. Uh, you know, the, the main room is fairly small. There's not a separate bedroom. It's There's kind of a, a couple cots almost on one side, which is by where the, the window is. One of them is uh, by the, like, quilted blankets and stuff. Obviously smaller. The blankets, rather, for a smaller person. Hmm, okay. Um... There is a spray of blood in here, too, that's obvious. It's not much, but it is obvious. Uh, is that is it on the bed, or where is it at? A little bit on the bed and kind of on the floor outward um, towards the other bed. Huh. That's interesting. Okay. Which, you know, if she was laying down at the time, you know, you remember where the spray was on her, it might match up. Okay. Probably both sleeping when it happened. Um, hmm. Uh, does the rest of the place, is that the only place that looks, uh, like, is there any mess anywhere else? Does it look like there was a fight or a struggle or anything? Or is it. Doesn't seem to be any signs of a struggle. It's mostly tidied. Um, for the most part, yeah. Damn. Okay. Uh, can't track them. Okay. Um,. I will uh, I will go ahead and go back to my horse then. If I'm not going to be able to track him, I'm going to need to get somebody who can. So I will hurriedly uh, ride back into uh, town as quickly as I can. Okay. And, uh, and go and find the sheriff. Uh, she said she was getting her food, so I would assume she'd be at the... Okay. Uh, Jalen, at this point, you've gotten some more pies... Uh, now there seems to be some activity. People are heading towards the saloon. Uh, you see a couple people walking away from the saloon. And you overhear uh, Doc Ross. Um, Michael's missing. Something got Michael. Yeah, we, we should go check on, on, you know. And they seem to be walking out of town towards other tents that are on the outskirts. Okay, so I see some activity to and from the saloon. Maybe there's something going on, um, but I don't see anything right away to directly concern me. Um, if I spot like the sheriff or the deputy, I'll call out and say, "Hey, something going on? Uh, anybody need anything?" Um, but otherwise, uh, 
go and deliver the pies to whoever could use them. Some poor person, maybe one of the people in the tents, I don't know. Okay. Uh, these two ladies are, are walking towards the tents, so you could probably fall in with them. Or you'd be nearby them anyway. Oh, I'm a big guy. A big guy following two ladies is be kind of conspicuous, so I'll let them be part of the head not to worry them. Well, I, even so, it's still a matter of appearances. Suspiciously following two ladies armed with a pie in each hand. Assault and bakery? Yep. Uh, so give me a cognition check, then, for listening. So if you have bad ears, factor that in. Oh, I have big ears, uh, so I should have uh, higher than that. Uh, so you definitely have a success and a raise. So they are gossiping to a point. They are concerned. You can get that inflection from their tone of voice. But they are talking in a manner, you know, they're trying to keep it hushed so as not to be shouting. But you can easily overhear what they're, because they're not that quiet. Talking about Frida's boy went missing, something happened. The person went into the, the dentist's office thinking, uh, claiming she was hurt. So the doc ran out, you know, stuff that they saw or overheard themselves. And one of them's like, yeah, we should go, you know, if something's taking boys out of out of houses, we need to warn everybody. And that's when they're, you know, they're walking towards the tents. Okay. Throw everybody in a panic, huh? Okay. Uh, however, out towards the tents, and you have big ears, you probably would hear a horse moving relatively fast, riding down the street. So kind of off towards your leftish as uh, what looks like the deputy is riding rather quickly towards the center of town there. But too far to shout. Not going to run over the ladies this time, huh? No, he's not. You guys are you know, far enough apart that the ladies aren't in danger of being run over. Does he look like he's in a hurry like, to try to get somewhere? Yes. Okay, I'm going to scamper up to the ladies. Um, uh, say, excuse me, ma'am, uh, uh, ma'am. Oh, um, uh, they, here, you know, fan uh, um, themselves you, startled. Hi, hi, uh, good morning. Could, could you, um, here, take these here. You take one, you take one and I hand them each a pie before oh, they oh know my. what to do with it and say, um, could you, um, please uh, give that to somebody in need and whatnot? I was headed to the tents and whatnot, but I need to go catch up to the deputy. Uh, oh, good day. Good day. Uh, oh, oh, you know, and then they're, they're kind of startled muttering like that as you, Head out. And after assaulting and bakering, I run after the deputy. All right. So, deputy, you get there first. Um, probably just as the doctor is getting there. So, the dentist is walking in with a bag, um, checking, you know, looking around. Somebody injured? Somebody, somebody hurt? And he hurries over to the woman because everybody's kind of gathered around her. Ma- ma'am, are you injured? Ma'am. And he kind of, uh, Gently, but insistently, you know, kind of gets close to her and gets her attention. Frida, 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 are you okay? And he starts talking to her, and she's, you know, still distraught. Uh, the sheriff at this point kind of backs off slightly, though. Um, I will uh, wave her over to me when I come. Is Father James backing off now that the doctor is here, or is he still... Uh, yeah, I'm basically just trying to get uh, the attention of the crowd, and like, uh, folks, everybody, let's let's give the doctor and Miss Frida some privacy so that they can 
conduct their business and whatnot. Let's let's give them some privacy. I'm kind of like trying to usher people. They're, you know, keeping their distance. They can be backed up a little further, which they will allow themselves to be. Uh, but they're not going too far. They they're kind of want to stay close enough to hear what's going on, because obviously something is. And you do notice that the deputy walks in and the kind of motions over the sheriff, so the sheriff heads over. I will take her out the door a little bit, uh, so that all these prying ears are a little harder to hear. Okay. Um... It appears to be a wolf, maybe a large one. Uh, there was a, a little bit of blood. Um, I don't know if he's still alive or not, but uh, do you know anybody who, any good trackers who might be able to track him? Give me a scrutinize check. Eight. Let's see, she has... When you mention a wolf, uh, her face kind of... She goes a little pale... And you can yeah. read on her face that she kind of recognizes, I guess, a wolf. Um, by the paw prints, uh, that's what it looked like. And they're a little bigger than normal, but I mean, I didn't see any claw marks or anything like that of how they got into the window. Maybe just leaped in. I can't be what? What, are, what would, do we need to be concerned about something here? Besides it being a wolf. Is it not? For the past few weeks we've been losing sheep and a few other animals uh, just last uh, well the morning of the hanging I was out at a shepherd's ranch investigating uh, several lost sheep that seemed to be from a wolf attack I wouldn't expect them to go into a house though I would agree um but maybe they, maybe all the activity of us hunting down the uh, the ticks, kind of drove away their uh, their normal feeding process. So maybe they got real hungry. Show me. Uh, okay. Um, uh, you might. Do you know any trackers to let them know? Because we might need to track it down too. I might be able to track it down if the prints are good enough. Let me get my. Fair horse. enough. So Jalen, you come running up just as. Uh, the deputy and the sheriff are standing outside of the hotel, and his horse is nearby, and she seems to be going, starting to head towards the sheriff's office to where her horse is hitched. Uh, deputy, um, everything okay? I heard somebody was missing. The The townsfolk are a bit um, concerned. Oh, uh, Jalen. Yeah, um, a child, sadly. But, like, stolen by somebody? Kidnapped? Does not appear to be. Uh, appears to possibly be a wolf. Uh, Jalen looks kind of um, uh, incredulous and uh, 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 very doubtful uh, in turn. He, he makes one of those faces like, huh? really? <laughs> like I said, just off of my uh, initial um, look of the scene. Um, I, I get it seems a little odd. Um, it seems odd to me, actually, too, but it's the only explanation I have at the moment. Uh, any evidence of the wolf? Uh, like like paw prints? Any tracks? Yeah, there's some paw prints. Uh, slightly larger than normal, but nothing. I mean, it's about all, all I can tell you about it. Um, the sheriff said that she was going to be able to probably be able to track it down with us. 
we'll go and track. Uh, you need help, uh, or or uh, some other territory to be covered. Huh? Um, I don't see. Um, I mean, obviously, an extra hand can't hurt. Uh, okay, let me grab my bow, and Jalen runs into the boarding house. Okay. Let's see. The sheriff. She went into the sheriff's office while you guys were talking. Um, she comes out a moment later with a Winchester, which she goes up to her horse and kind of slides it into a uh, rifle scabbard on the side of the horse. And then she packs in some extra ammunition into one of the saddlebags. And she gets on her horse and kind of rides, trots over to you. Yeah, I was, uh, I was going ahead and swing on my horse. Uh, Jalen came by, uh, asked if he could help out, figured it can't hurt to have another hand. He handled himself fairly well with the... So you have a Howdy, horse? man. Um, oh, you're still... No, I don't have a horse. You're still I, I can getting your up, stuff. I think. She's next door. You're kind of a few doors down. Okay. Uh, I'm going to ride on ahead then. If he has a horse, come on. If he doesn't, uh, go tell Spots... At the stables to loan you the use of one. And catch up. Catch up. Okay. And the, uh, I'll tell her where the um, I'll tell her where the prints are by the by which window, so she knows which where to look. Okay. All right. In the saloon, uh, Father James, you've kind of backed everybody around, but they're they're kind of talking amongst themselves now. The doctor or the dentist, rather, has uh, given Frida something to calm her down slightly, and it seems to be working. He was kind of very insistent on, here, take this type of thing. And he seems to be um, feeling around where the blood splatter is and realizing that she's not reacting in pain. Okay, you don't seem wounded yourself. Uh, Tell me what happened. Frida, Frida, you know, and he gets her attention. And he seems very patient talking to her. And he slowly gets a little bit of information out of her. Not much more than you've already heard. Um, She woke up at the sound of a a scream, saw something uh, leaning over the window, uh, and it took her boy. She didn't get a really good look at it. You know, and as other people hear this, somebody kidnapped Michael. We can't stand for, you know. There's some murmurs of vigilantism and some murmurs of fear. You know, who would dare come in? You know, what what can come into, you know, that type of thing? Uh, for the most part, I'm just going to try to uh, bring everybody back to center, so to speak, and get their attention and just tell people to settle down. The sheriff is looking into the matter. Uh, I'm sure that this will be resolved quickly. We just need to have patience and understanding. Frida has has obviously suffered greatly, and she needs comfort. And I was going to say privacy, but that kind of contradicts itself. Uh, comfort and time to to heal, and and so she can inform us of what it is that has occurred, and let the doctor do his work. And everybody go about your business, because there is nothing that any of us can do right this moment until we find out more. Give me a persuasion roll. 
All right. Well, I do have, uh, I already have it factored in. I have the voice, uh, for persuasion, but it's already factored into my. I got a nine. Okay. That is a success, not a raise, but it does seem to settle people down. They, you know, man, talk sense. And one of them, uh, walks up to you. His name is Richard. He lives, you know, in the tents on the outskirts and he kind of pats your shoulder. Talk sense, preacher. I'm glad you showed up here. And he kind of turns around and reaffirms. Yeah, give him some space. Let's uh, quiet down, settle down. Everything's in hand. We'll wait until the sheriff comes back and says if anything's wrong. And, you know, most of them seem to spread out and go about their business. And a few of them kind of walk over and get their hats. Or, no, they'd be wearing their hats. Kind of walk over to the door. If it's just the same, I'm going to go make sure everything's all right around the home. You know, a few of them kind of leave and slowly start walking away. And the saloon owner kind of looks at you and gives you a nod. The uh, dentist, Henry, uh, whiskey. He takes over whiskey and he kind of, the dentist kind of tries to coax Frida into drinking it. Just a little bit. Uh, If anybody needs us, I think I'm going to take her to the office, get her out of, out of the, uh, away from the crowds. Let her calm down alone. I merely say, of course, of course. And uh, would you like me to walk with you, or do you think you have it? Oh, please. I will happily accompany him down the street to the dentist's office, I take it we're going, or did he want to go to the boarding? No, dentist's office. So a few doors down. That was good work in there. Kind of have a way with people. Well, I do my best, and the, the Lord guides as need. Um, he gets her into the office and kind of gets her set up in, in the chair, which, you know, kind of leans back a little bit. All right, just stay here, ma'am. We'll be, we'll be right out here. If anything happens, we'll stay in view so you're not alone. You know, and she's, her nerves are calm. She seems to be on something. And he kind of pulls you out into the, the waiting room, I guess. Well, she's not injured. I don't have high hopes for the boy, though, uh... From what I understand, his his bed is not that close to her, so if the blood was sprayed from this far, it was probably a major artery. So we may be needing, needing some more words soon. Of course, I understand. Yeah, I was not very hopeful for the boy either because I was pretty sure she was not the one who was injured, but probably the boy. Or we could be hopeful and whatever it was that came through the window i i didn't hear whether or not the window was broken or not but maybe he he or it injured itself when it came through the window and the blood is from that person and not michael that that is what i will hope though i do not expect it to be so well let's hope then and he kind of sits down outside in the lobby i don't want to be go too far from her in case she needs anything she should be. That is understandable. I am actually going to head towards the tent area and see if, well, to be perfectly honest, the people who'd probably been most vulnerable would be the people from the tent area. And I, I think maybe I will be needed there to help calm uh, some people since it happened so close to their homes, as it were. He nods. Uh, that, that might not be a bad idea. Well, thank you, Father. 
Of course. Uh, if you need me, you, as I said, I will be heading to the tent area and whatnot, so you can send someone for me if you need uh, The dentist office is next to the house, so as you leave, give me a cognition. This would be to hear things. I don't know what is with me a nine today, but nine. Uh, with a nine, you overhear. Uh, it's kind of muffled coming from Lowell's house which is kind of next door to the dentist's office and set off the road slightly. Uh, there is a stagecoach out front. There is one uh, driver still standing around with the stagecoach, kind of handling the horses. But from the house, you hear uh, the sound of Lowell, Stapleton Lowell's voice, which you do recognize. You don't understand the words, but you do hear him uh, talking rather loudly. And then you hear um, Chinese being spoken. I do not know a word of Chinese. No, but you you understand that spoken, and then um, somebody else speaks, and then that first voice that was speaking Chinese then uh, seems to be speaking English, but again, it's not quite um, intelligible, I guess is the right word. And there seems to be going a back and forth with passing through an interpreter of sorts. Uh, I will uh, greet the driver as I pass. And Actually, uh, did I see you riding in earlier today uh, around lunchtime? No. Oh, I apologize. You would be I, uh, You'd be going the opposite direction. Oh, with, oh, uh, oh I'm sorry. I'm, I, I would actually go over and uh, actually I'm just uh, uh, I was curious. Uh, did uh, Anyone happen to, uh, is, are we gaining a new residence in the area, or is this just a meeting going on? Uh, this gentleman looks of Asian descent, <coughs> and he kind of looks you up and down. Let me see something here. Do you have, I believe this would be scrutinize. Yeah, scrutinize. Uh, I don't have it trained, no. Okay. Well, you may roll it untrained if you wish. That's what? Just uh... one die of the attribute minus four. So one cognition die minus four. That would be a one. <laughs> it's a five, but I didn't put in a minus four. Okay. He kind of uh, gives you a blank look like he doesn't understand what you're saying. Oh, he, okay. He pulls off the I, bluff very well. I, I, I merely nod and... Uh, however, on the side of the the stagecoach, since you did walk over there, you see um, an insignia and some words, and it says Iron Dragon Railroad. Okay. So you head out to the tents. Uh, the rest of you get to the house. Sheriff Dale is already on the outside of the house by where the window is, kind of squatting down, looking at tracks, prints on the ground. Uh, I'm not near the sheriff, am I? No, the other two are, though, I thought. Yeah, are you waiting for a roll from us? No, you guys are getting there, and she's outside squatting down investigating tracks. So I don't know what you guys are doing. Right. Approach and wait for her to finish scrutinizing. Oh, okay. She seems to be going through a process. She's um, holding out her hands, trying to measure the size of the prints based on her hand. Um... And then laying down uh, an arm, 
seems to be like putting her elbow at one print and kind of holding the arm out, extending the fingers a little bit. And she spends a few minutes going over that. And then she kind of looks up at you. I've definitely seen these prints before. Uh, specifically? Well, this this creature, uh, it's wolf prints, slightly larger than wolf prints, though. However, and she kind of points at a place on the ground that doesn't make sense, you know, to you guys. And it's like here, um, it, it approached the house, and at this point, it went on its hind legs, and you know, she kind of gestures and uh, got a little closer and it opened the window and she kind of uh, stands up and slides the window open further and when she lets go it falls and then stops at that spot where it's open about a foot uh ma'am um uh, i don't want to question the law or anything but how do you suppose it did that i don't but uh, Frida did say it came in the window, and these are the only prints here. Well, she kind of points. There's Stevens uh, when he was here earlier, but there's nothing else here. Now, the window may have been open some. I don't know if it was closed and the wolf opened them, or if it was open the way it is now, because if you open it far, you know, it seems to stop here on its own. Uh, she closes it. It doesn't take much effort. So it can be closed, and it's a little stiff getting it open to that point again. So the window may have been open, and it might have just been leaning in. We've lost several sheep. Well, the shepherds have. She kind of uh, twists her, her mouth uh, kind of in disgust at that, but a few of them have been losing sheep to wolf. This is the first child, though. Jalen shrugs. Uh... He doesn't know what to make of this. Um, ma'am, have you uh, found any tracks leading to where it might have gone, where it might have taken the child? She kind of uh, steps back and gestures slightly. Um, here's a few drops of blood. It looks like it was heading west, but the tracks only go for a few yards before they blend into the grasses. Well, what should we look for if we you know, travel in the area? Now, from its span, I'm guessing it stands probably about three foot at the shoulder, maybe four to five feet long. Kind of but large. But it's dragging a, a little boy. It's dragging a little boy, correct? Possibly. There's not a whole lot of drag marks. It may be carrying it. Wouldn't it be taller? Wait, how old was her child? Three. It's probably dragging it. Um, so. Presuming it's dragging the child somewhere, and we're going to spread out and look in that direction, head out about half a mile or so, what sort of things should we look for? Well, smudges in the grass. You know, she kind of gives you a few other signs. Okay, um, I'll head that way. And he points off at, uh, in, in that general direction, but often toward one, like, one landmark or something. I'll head, and she kind of... Uh, Slightly to the right of that. Oh, I guess I get that way. <laughs> I guess some further, a little further. So we're all going in the sort of semi-western direction, I would assume, right? Yeah. Oh. Just probably like fanning out slightly. Yeah. So both of you give me cognition check. Uh, no, search checks. 
Um, I think I'm going to spend a chip. Okay. Uh, a red one. So my total is a nine. All right, you both have nines. Uh, spreading out. Takes, you know, you guys are looking for signs, so you're not moving super fast. Kind of a slow walk out, keeping an eye on things. Uh, Evan, after a while, you see signs of something large being dragged. Uh, it's kind of, it kind of crosses your path. It's not going in the direction you're going, but it seems to be coming from a slightly different direction and heading, um, kind of in front of you at an angle. Huh. Would it be passing in front of one of the other two paths that yes. based on the yes. angle? Okay. Um, I can tell what direction it's going. Yes. Then I will pick up and try following it. Okay. And Jalen, uh, not too, you know, out, out of ways, you come across a path of something uh, not quite as large being dragged. Um, and not for for long at a time. It seems to be carried at some points and then dragged a little bit. Um, it is coming from the direction you were coming from. And it seems to uh, kind of veer off slightly. Okay. Um, uh, whistle so that I can get their attention and then wave. Okay. Evan, you notice that when he waves, your path is kind of going towards... Um, not directly towards Jalen, but in that general area. And the sheriff, um, she kind of looks over from the opposite side and uh, probably too too far to shout. So she kind of starts heading your way. Yeah, I'll head up there. Yeah, Did you find it too, Jalen? I, I uh, just noticed it before you... Found something. A, a drag marks this way. Goes off in that direction. Yeah, I picked it up back there. And the sheriff comes up. You guys find something? She looks around. Some drag marks. Um, she has her rifle with her. She, le- I mean, I've, I assume you guys all left your horses since you could, you know, yeah, well, but right closer to the ground. And she kind of starts following the drag marks, um, probably ahead of you both, since she is a slightly better tracker. And after about ten more minutes, it meets up with the other drag that you were following that Evan was following so a larger thing and uh, not too far after that you see kind of a clearing where the grasses have been wet soaked not soaked but wetted down Uh, lots of blood in the area and you see two corpses that almost immediately or obviously have been chewed upon one of them is a adult, smaller adult. Looks like a woman. The other one is a small child. And it looks like wild animals have been eating. Are there any animals in the clearing at the moment? No. Uh, skirt, skirt the clearing. Um, see if this is like they're where they lair, or is if it just a stopping off point. She does the same, kind of going in the other direction. Uh, it doesn't seem to be a lair. There seems to be, um, from a few directions from here, as though this was a center spot, uh, heading off in a few directions are prints. Uh, a couple sets are large canine prints. A few sets are very small canine prints. 
I have no idea what to make of this. Uh, I'll go into the clearing and check the body. Watch over the deputy while he does that. Okay. Um, there's enough of it left to identify it. I'm assuming one is the child. Yes. Okay. But the woman, we didn't know there was another woman missing, did we? No. Uh, do I recognize her from the town at all? Um, give me a knowledge roll. Wait, which one? Knowledge? No. Yes, knowledge. Nine. You do recognize her? Uh, her name is Betty Ann. She did laundry out in the tents. Um, not near the cabin that Frida lived at, but off to the side. So that's why her trail was coming from a slightly different angle. Uh, oh, um, okay. Uh, I, yeah, I don't think I have the skills for figure out if she was killed before or after the kid. Do Probably not. Yeah. Uh, Sheriff, it's uh, someone else from the tents. Yeah, Betty Ann. She lived on her own. It's no surprise nobody reported her missing until somebody went looking for laundry. <sighs> Just what we needed. More trouble. Well, um, how did you want to handle distance, this? At that point, uh, you all hear a howl. Uh, it doesn't sound very close. But it does almost sound like it's a person howling, not a wolf howling. Deadlands, The Weird West, Artwork, Logos, and The Pinnacle Logo are copyright 2018 Great White Games, LLC, DBA, Pinnacle Entertainment Group. Music from the Deadlands soundtracks used with permission. You can visit their website, www.peginc.com, to purchase Deadlands, the 20th Anniversary Edition, and other Deadlands materials. Relative Dimension is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial 4.0 International License. You can share us, but please give us credit. If you would like to get in touch with the Relative Dimension, you can visit our website at relativedimension.com, can contact us email at podcast at relative dimension.com you can visit our facebook at facebook.com slash relative dimension podcast you can check us out on twitter at relative dpod you can check out our patreon if you wish to support us at patreon.com slash relative dimension <laughs>